expansion no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles with me, first of all, to the book of Galatians chapter number three. You know, when you celebrate an activity for a very long time, it becomes normal. How many of you know that? And when things becomes normal to a certain point, it loses its flavor or its significance. And that is what has been with Easter. We have overspent Easter. And when you even have asked the average believer or the average Christian, what does Easter mean for you? You can check it on the street. Maybe we can take the cameras to the street now and then begin to check. You will realize that a lot of people don't really understand why we celebrate Easter. All that they knew is that it's Easter. I'm also there. Either I'm wearing white or wearing black or whatever. Is Easter. And especially to those of us who have been from the Orthodox churches, you realize that this we spend it more massively. And, and, and with all the pageantry and everything in it, people will be weeping. Some of them will be in red. Some of them at midnight hour, they go with the lantern. They are going to look for Christ like the Mary Magdalene's. I mean, a whole lot of... It, it makes it more exciting at least. It makes us have a vivid picture of what took place it makes us have a vivid picture of what took place so many years ago for us by God. But in the midst of it, we, we learned to, we have done it so much that we have taken the significance and the power that is within it. So at the end of the day, we are not able to understand the essence or the importance of this thing for us. But from where I'm coming from, I always believed in understanding something before I do it. And, and, and so that when I commit my life to it, I commit my life to it wholly and fully. Um, it's difficult to commit to something when you really, really don't understand it. Are you in Galatians chapter 3? I'm reading from the verse number 10. It says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Curse is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. He said, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 15 says, Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one announced or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto seeds, as of many, but as of one. 
and to your seed who is Christ. And this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that he should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator does not mediate for only one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ must be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So this morning as I started, I wanted you to know that there is more importance in celebrating Easter. It's not just any event at all. It's not just anything at all for us to come and celebrate. But it reminds us of a very significant and important thing that took place in the life of each and every believer. The whole essence of Christianity is anchored on certain things. One is anchored on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, so many efforts or activities or things has been done to discredit that particular thing. So, if we take the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus out of the context or the confines of Christianity, Christianity has lost its power. It doesn't, it's no more significant. So, if you realize it, there has been a lot of theories or a lot of argument to be able to discredit that Jesus did never died. Um, they didn't crucify him he was not buried he didn't resurrect and a whole lot of things just because that is the only way we can establish the supremacy of the death of our lord jesus christ if you read the book of first corinthians chapter 15 paul tried to be able to establish by legality or by evidence to show and to prove that jesus indeed died um in theology we call it apologetics apologetics is the ability to be able to defend your faith and be able to prove that your faith is real by showing evidence, both evidence, physical evidence and spiritual or whatever reality to prove. Because some will not believe in your faith, but you should be able to convince them to be able to, to, to know what it is. And Paul was able to do that very, very effectively to explain. You can read it later and all that. But uh, you and I as children of God, we have to know that Easter is very, very crucial 
to your life and my life. And this morning, I'm going to bring out some of the truth in the book of Galatians concerning Easter for you to be able to hold on to that one so that anytime you also meet somebody to play some apologetic role, you can be able to explain to the person that you know why Christ died for you and you know what benefit you have derived from it. So you are not just spending Easter just coming to church or wearing black or anything, but you are spending Easter because you know the essence and the significance of it. The other thing that has also made Christianity more significant is the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And up to today, people are also trying to discredit you have all kinds of dates and other things and all that. But Jesus was indeed born. He was indeed born. And, and that is what makes us to be able to have faith in him that look, somebody was born in a manger. And the world, no matter how they try to fight it, I've come to realize that, listen, this thing is also true. So these are some of the truths and the fact that we hold on to Christianity that when we let it go, we have a challenge. Then you and I, our newborn nature in terms of receiving Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that we are a new creation and if anyone is born of Christ, it's a new creation. Old has passed away and everything has become new. And that you cannot explain by any evidence because physically nobody your nose your life or whatever did not change but something inwardly took place that eventually began to take over the physical nature are you there with me that people who knew you will not see you and realize that there has been a change and transformation so it is also an evidence for you and i to be able to justify our position that christianity is not just a spook or it's not just anything but it is a reality and carries power am i talking to somebody here so Paul in his writing to the Galatian church and the Galatian church is part of the those areas of the Greco Roman empire the Greco Roman the Greeks and the Romans empire Corinthians Galatians or Galati or whatever and Phoenician and all those provinces Thessalonica and all that so he was and they were then those days more dipped in philosophy in fact, they believe in knowledge and power of knowledge. So they have the Aristotles, they have the Zoroasters, they have all those kinds of things. They were able to read into the stars and they were able to predict into futures and all those things and a whole lot of manipulations and other things. So when they got saved, they still have certain understanding of what they do and their practices. You know, they are into more of consultations and all that. So Paul was trying to, so Paul did a lot of teaching to be able to reorient their mind and to understand the church in Rome. He told them to renew their mind. You come to Thessalonica, you challenge the Corinthian and all that. So here he was trying to give them the evidence or to establish to them legally the, the importance of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the truth is that every Jew does not dispute the fact that he comes from Abraham. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Every Jew does not dispute the fact that and every race and nationality can always connect to Abraham. And Jesus also can connect to Abraham as far as his birth is concerned and his lineage is concerned. So he decided to establish the importance of Easter year. I'm speaking with you today on the message I'm titled Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us. What do we mean by somebody to be redeemed? So Easter is about redemption. It's nothing else but about redemption. So if Christ indeed redeemed you and I, then the question is that what do we mean to be redeemed? I want to give you a, a definition, digital definition, that I'll come to break the word I'm sharing with you down. Is to make something that is bad 
The word redeem is to make something that is bad, unpleasant, etc. Better or more acceptable. I take it again. Is to make something that is bad, unpleasant, etc. Better or more acceptable. So when we say Christ has redeemed us, first of all, what it means is that Christ has made us or he has taken us from a bad state and has brought us into a better state. Do you understand it now? So Easter takes me from a worse off state, a state that my life, my business, my career, my occupation, my hope, my everything was worse off. But by the death of Christ, which is through redemption, he took me from that vulnerable state, from that worse off state, into a more better and a good state. So you no more find me in my worst state, you are supposed to find me in a better state. That is why I quoted 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, is a new creation, old things, what are the old things? The wretchedness. The sinful nature, the challenges, the contentions, the frustrations. And that he has brought me into a new personality, which is a whole brand new thing of my life. Do you get it now? It's just like I have my old car, which you know of, that is giving me trouble on the way, breaks down 24 times, smokes more than anybody. Then a company comes in and says, listen, bring us your old car as a trade-in. So I took the car to them and they gave me a whole brand new car. Now you see me driving that new car, you realize that you cannot reconcile my new car to my old car who is giving me problems. Do you get it now? So you can no more point and say, ah, there comes the man who has that car that smokes or that's the car who will be jacking and be speaking in tongues. Amen. But now you see me and say, wow, what a nice car. You come and look at the car and all those things. The truth is that somebody decided to take away my wretchedness take away my bedding, took away my struggle, to make my life more better and comfortable. And ladies and gentlemen, Christ came to make your life and my life more comfortable. All that he said is that give me your wretchedness, give me your nakedness, give me your struggle life, give me your frustrated life. And when I take it, I will give you a brand new life. So I don't see why I should still hold on to my old car which I know gives me headache. The engine will be overheating in the middle of nowhere. You know, how many of you know what I'm talking about? And I'll be sweating and be struggling and now somebody is there and say, no, you are not paying any person. I'm not telling you that bring your old car and add some money and pick a brand new Range Rover or pick whatever car. But all that I'm saying is that you just manage you are not even supposed to drive the car to my garage but I am coming to tow your car because your car is a nuisance to me it is an indictment upon my name for for me to sit down and see you so I am going to use my integrity I said by my integrity I'm giving you a brand new car you are not paying a person for it in fact the documents are already done in your name it is not that you are now going to do transfer of ownership you are the owner of that car and that car is waiting for you in a garage and these are the documents the very day you drive your old car to my garage I give you this new car and you are saying I will not give you my old car 
This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233-249-393361. Email us, revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website, icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. So that is the challenge of the same position of humanity in the world and the salvation position of Easter, which is the deliverance. So as long as man finds it difficult to accept Christ, they say that I want to still walk in my wretchedness or drive my wretched car. Though in the garage is parked my latest model of a car, with my name and this one, this car is customized with your name on it, with your fingerprint on it, with your voice on it. So when you speak, the car hears. When you touch it, no other person can have access to the car except you because the car recognizes only you. That is how unique the specs and everything has been designed according to your capability and your strength. That is what it means to be redeemed by the Lord. So, it is very important for you to understand. I'm making it very simple for us to get it. So, when somebody asks you that, why do you spend this stuff and blah, 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 and all those things, just let a person know, listen to me. I am my wretched car. But the Lord gave me a brand new one. With my name on it. With my signature on it. With my, my identity on it that does not belong to anybody. And that is what the death of Christ did for me. Because without the death of Christ, I have no name. You have no name. You have no identity. I have no identity. But by that now, I walk with an identity. I walk with a name. Do you get it now? Some of us by now, maybe probably we are dead. Some of us by now, maybe we are mad. Some of us by now, maybe some disgrace or shame that would have come to us. Would have been so you can imagine yourself the kind of people that hate you and want to even destroy your life. You can imagine the kind of problems you have gone through, but still come out and, and you are still intact and your integrity is intact. But others go through little and their life is messed up. You can imagine the kind of things that you went through that you thought you would never survive it. But no matter, you didn't even know how to turn yourself around, but in the midst of all the challenges and everything, you still came out, and you are still alive, and everything is alright, and sometimes you can't explain how you survive it. Are you understanding me? Because why? There is a name that has set you free, and has made you different. So ladies and gentlemen, the whole thing about salvation is crucial. It is not just a joke. It's an unseen power that you cannot even explain. 
You and I know some of the mess that we go through, but in the midst of the mess, God still will rescue us from the mess by his mercies and wash us again and still give us hope. And sometimes you and I know that we are walking this life not by ourselves. Because if we really want to, God wants to look at ourselves, our challenges and our burdens and our stupidity sometimes and everything, we shouldn't even be around. But some way, somehow, it makes still a way and delivers us from everything and we are still going on. And sometimes we wonder how I am managing all these things. Because why? He took away the wretchedness of my life and decided to package me in a brand new way. So why will I still continue to fight him but not fully submit my life to him? Do you get it now? So he brought us to a better or more acceptable position. So that you and I now can be acceptable. I don't know about you, but me, if it's not because of this salvation, there is no reverend smiler. <laughs> Simple. By now, I would have been having some serious ganja. Hello? Or uh, probably... I mean, to something that I don't even know where my life was because I was crazy going somewhere. Very crazy. And then he applied the brakes on the highways. He said, hey, brother, come here. I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have had any identity. I don't know about you. Sometimes we think it's our our name. No, 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 it's not our name. You see, he demonstrated that to us by sitting on the donkey. When he was entering to Jerusalem, when he was preparing, the Hosanna, he was preparing for his death. He demonstrated that to us by sitting on this donkey that nobody has sat on before. And when the donkey was going, they spread the cloth on the ground. That Jesus' feet did not touch the cloth. But it was the feet of the donkey that was walking on the cloth. In fact, technically, the Hosanna and the praise and the enjoyment was not received by Christ. In fact, it's the donkey that became popular. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? So, what it simply means is that anytime you allow Jesus to sit on you, you become important and become significant. That is the secret. And to sit on someone, it means that the person is ready to submit. So, anytime we submit to Christ, he makes us better. He makes us important. May the Lord make you better in this Easter. May the Lord make your career important. May he make your business important. May he make your marriage important. May he make your life important. May he make your occupation important. May he make your vocation important. Because you allowed him to sit on you. It also means to exchange something. To exchange something. To redeem means to exchange something. And that is what I said. I drove my old car. Or they came to tow it away by force in the traffic. (laughs) And gave me a better one. It's an exchange. Isn't it? So God took our wretched life and gave us a brand new life. So you and I have a brand new life. Isn't it important? To buy back. To buy back. Which has been the normal definition most people use, but I'm trying to give you more to let you make it or to understand. To buy back. To buy back. Because he went in and took us from sin. He bought by his blood. He redeemed us. He took us. He bought us back. Are you there with me? And then restored us to our original position. So you and I are more important. Because you see, 
You can do all these things for a very important person. If the person doesn't have value, will you spend your time on that person? So tell somebody you are very important. Tell that person you are very important. And I like this definition also. He said to free from what distresses or harms. To free from what distresses or harms. To free from what distresses or harms. I don't know what is distressing you here. Or what harms you here. But Jesus died for you and I to free us from that distress. So I don't, I don't know why you should be distressed. I don't know why you should not be able to sleep. <laughs> and you need some vellum to be able to sleep. You know, in Matthew 60, he gave us a good picture. It says that we worry too much. He said, which of us, by worrying, can add one string of hair to his head? Let me ask you a question. The very thing sometimes you are afraid of, that, don't you sleep and wake up the next morning and you're still there? Hello? It doesn't change. So sometimes you need to sleep. Tell somebody, sometimes give yourself a break. You see, the problem we face is that humanity, we put pressure on ourselves and not God. How many of you know we put pressure on ourselves? Because Jesus has given us a name, but we are fighting to also make a name. And because we are fighting to make a name, we have all kinds of headache, all kinds of stress. We can't sleep. We are, we are chased everywhere. It's because, Charlie, I need to do something for people to know that me too, I did. But the issue is that you don't need to do anything to make you day. The Jesus that you and I came to will make you and I that we too we day. Am I talking to somebody? I was I was this morning at at, at dawn yesterday. We we have a very long challenge of delay of flight, whatever, blah blah blah, a whole lot of problems here and there, but that's God has God took care of it in terms of their flight and other things. And we got home very late. I stayed till almost about 3 a.m. still. Um, this morning I'm here. And um, when I was preparing and contemplating, I was coming. The Holy Spirit just dropped into my heart a word. He said, you said you are fathers. I said, yes. He said, okay. Which of your father has called you to wish you happy birthday? Then it didn't strike me. And he said, which true father will have a son and does not know the day that the son was born? Does your father forget your birthday? Even if your father forget, your mother is there to remind. Because mothers are good at keeping dates. Hello, are you there? And he said, listen, I am your only father. Because when your mother and your father died, I took over. Are you getting what I'm sharing with you? So, I would have felt bad because some father somewhere didn't call me to wish me happy birthday because every man's birthday is something important to the person. Or you don't agree with me? How will it feel like at dawn, I hear a call, I pick it up and one of these my so-called fathers has called me and said, son, it's today, your, today is your birthday. I'm calling to pray for you. Wouldn't it be so amazing? But he didn't. And I'm walking. But I remember their birthdays. I will be hurt. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just sharing this with you. To let you know 
why we struggle. I'll be hurt and have a problem. I said, eh, and he didn't call me and whatever it is. No. But the Lord made me to understand that it is not about them, but it's about him. So I will be established and be comforted in him. So the issue is that we have to be able to desire more of him and not of what man can do to our lives. So we worry because man is not there. This person is not there. This person did say this. This person did say that. And then I keep on worrying and I'll be disturbed and I'll be confused. But if I know that the Lord is my sufficiency, he redeemed me, he purchased me, he freed me from every distress and that is my redemption. I am excited and I'm overjoyed because as long as he's there, my joy is complete. Is complete, so you don't need to be offended by anybody, you don't need to be offended by anything, you don't need to be offended by who was not there or who was there, but you just need to be know that whether they are there or they are not there, there is someone who loves you and who is watching over your life. Because he said, If your mother and father even forsake you, I will not forsake you. So your parents can even be alive and they can even forget your birthday. Your boyfriend can forget. Your husband can forget. Even your children can forget. You will be so offended. No, 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 no. You just have to know that there is the love which is more deeper than the love of even parents and fathers. And that love is the love of Christ. And he's still watching over you because he knew when you were born. He knew when you were conceived. He knew what you were going through. He made provision for whatever you are doing because he loves you so much. He loves you. He loves you. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.